הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שברנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש משה בארצמה. ובפחד רבנו הקדוש, צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן שמחה. נע נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם, second and last podcast for the, uh, before we finish, ליקוטי מוהר"ן, תניאנה, בעזרת השם. תורה קי"ח, גלווי, נסתיים את תורה קי"ח, we're going to do 119 as well and 120. תורה 118. לעניין חידושי תורה, with regard to insights and novelties of תורה, רבנו ספוק, שיש גדולים שהיו משבחים אותם שאומרים תורה בלי מחשבה ואילו מקודם. Rabbeinu said that there are those who are praised for their ability to give a Torah without study or analysis beforehand, without thoughts beforehand, that they're able to give a Torah on the spot, spontaneously. Amar and Rabbeinu said about those people, This is not such a great level. Because it's certain that one can give a Torah without thought or an, uh, um, analysis. Because you can bind your thought and speech to God, and to give a Torah without any thought or, or analysis beforehand. But it's even bigger and greater when one contemplates Torah, and one thinks about the Torah before he gives it. And don't we see by God himself, as brought down the Midrash, that when God himself wants to reveal Torah, he reviews it four times. Before he even says it. And they learned this from the verse. Where is it? the verse brought down? In Eov, chapter 28, verse 27. It says over there, He saw it, and then he told it. He analyzed it. Or, sorry, He prepared it. And he also explored it. He analyzed it. He researched it. So we see four types of language here. We see four aspects here. We're seeing the, the telling of it, the preparing of it, the exploring of it. That God is basically seeing, telling it, preparing it, analyzing it, the words of the Torah, four times before he says it. And then afterwards he reveals it to the world. מכל שכן בן אדם, עוד אמור שהוא היום מבין, שצריך לחשוב ולעיין לחקור ובערער עדיף לתורה במחשבתו, תחילה היטב קודם שאומרה. That a person needs to think and analyze and research and to purify the words of Torah in his thoughts, to separate the words of Torah in his thoughts before he, uh, beforehand, very very well, before he says it. ואמר, אני אעשה את שעכשיו מנקל מאוד לחדש בתורה. And now it's actually very easy. to create novelties in Torah. Because now there's many works, holy works, of lofty works, of lofty works, of lofty works, of lofty works, of lots of the tzaddikim in our generations are being spread. And according to the conversations and the revelations that are spreading in our days, it's very easy to create novelties in Torah. Also said, with regard to that which is brought in the Holy Zohar, in many different places, many, many places, Rabbi Yitzchak says, opened up and he said, about, um, throughout the entire Zohar, it, it explains this idea of Patach, opened up Rabbi Yitzchak, and he said, we see this many times, and with also with regard to the other students of, um, of Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda, Patach Rabbi Yehuda, Patach Rabbi Chiyah, Rabbi Yosef, All these people, Rabbi Esa, 
Rabbanu la Saba, Ordi Tzadikim, et de Zor. Amar, et ça, au vélo de Zor, Patar Rabbi Yitzrak, Rabbi Yitzrak opened up. Chayarak Poter et Piv, that the second Rabbi Yitzrak opened up his mouth, just by opening up his mouth, Techav Miad Hayar Merum Gale Torah, immediately, immediately after he would say and reveal the Torah. The Alpha Pichin Kvar Mora. But nonetheless, it's already explained. The better it is to analyze and to think about the Torah, which they call in Yiddish trachtin, to, to delve deep into, uh, into the Torah beforehand. Torah Kufiutet. Rabbeinu spoke with us many times regarding the suffering of the world. That all the people of the world are filled with suffering. There is not one person who has this world. Even the great wealthy people, even the noblemen, the officers, they, have, they don't have this world at all in their hands. Their entire days are filled with anger and pain. Everyone's filled with troubles, worries, sadness, depression, sighing constantly. Each and every person has their unique suffering. The unique afflictions. And there's not one person of all the people we mentioned, all the mighty people, the officers, the noblemen, that they have everything according to the way they want constantly. It's impossible. They're all as one. They're all filled with afflictions and worries constantly. And this is clear to someone who knows a little bit and who's mastered a little bit their ways and uh, who knows a little bit about these great people or these wealthy people or these noble people. We spoke about this many times. And we've seen this with our eyes. And even though it seems to a person that he has the perfect life, that every, he has all the pleasure in the world, whether he has wealth, possessions, honor, great wealth, and palaces, great palaces, awesome vessels, and jewelry, and the resources of kings, etc. If you look into it very well, all those things are filled with anger and with pain. Tremendously. In all sorts of ways and matters. As I see naturally. And we don't need to explain this to one who has a head on his shoulders. Who understands a little bit of this truthfully. Just like Shlomo Amelech said upon him be peace. In Kohelet chapter 2. Also all his days are filled with anger and pain. It says, a man is born to toil. Sorry, he's short-lived. He lives short days. And he's uh, sated with anxiety. With anger. This encompasses every single person from the smallest to the biggest. Because everyone's born for amal, for, for toil. For umleim, rogez yisurim, they're filled with cruelty, with uh, suffering, with anguish. And there's no advice or strategy to be saved from this anxiety and this um, uh, sighing and this uh, toil. The only way to be saved is to flee to God and to engage in the Torah. Adam 
when it says in the verse that a man is born to toil, what does it say over there in the Midrash? Ashrei Misha Amaro Torah. Happy is he whose toiling is in the Torah. The only toiling we should engage in is the Torah. Hainu, meaning what? Because every single person is born to toil. Often it's impossible to escape from toiling in any single matter whatsoever. It's impossible. You have to toil on something. Even if you have all the riches of the world, and it's certain that you're going to feel this. You're going to be filled with toiling, and with afflictions, and with many worries. Therefore, a man, a wise man, has eyes ahead of him. That he should transform the toiling of this world into the toiling of Torah. So that because of this, he's born to toil in Torah. Then, happy is he. Because he's saved from the toiling of this world. And he merits the life of the world to come. Rabbeinu answered and said, Behold, everyone says that there's this world and there's the world to come. And behold, we believe that there's It's possible that this world too exists in some universe. Because here it seems like it's absolute hell in this world. Because the entire world is filled with afflictions, great afflictions and suffering. And he's saying, that there is no Olam Hazeh at all. Meaning if we're saying Olam Hazeh, that there is this world and the next world, this world doesn't even seem like a world at all. What kind of world is this? Filled with suffering and pain and anguish. There's never, it, it's filled with terrible things all the time. So Rabbeinu is saying, it, maybe there's a, this world and the next world, in a, in a different place. But this world doesn't exist here at all because it's, it feels like toiling constantly in hell in this world. So Rabbeinu is saying, do not think for one second that you can get this world here. Because you cannot run after the riches and think that it's going to be all good. You cannot go on vacation and think that it's going to be all good. It doesn't work like that. A person will never ever find satiation with this world. If he tries to fill his desires in this world, it will never ever work. So the only way to flee is to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So may we have the merit to truly leave behind our, our dark youth and past and whatever it is for the world of Torah and to toil directly into the Torah. Be'emet lamito. Torah kufchaf. 120. One of the chaverim, one of the students of Rabbeinu told me, Rabbi Nathan says, that he was speaking with Rabbeinu once about serving God as this was customary in the students of Rabbeinu. They were always speaking about serving Hashem. Of course. And Rabbeinu understood from what this man was telling him that he was engaged a little bit in, in having all these Kabbalistic meditations during his prayer as is known that... Uh, the Mekubalim, when they ever, when the, the Kabbalists, whenever they pray, they pray with certain Kabbalistic meditations that are brought down from the writings of the Ari HaKadosh, specifically Shah Kabanot, that it teaches you over there about the Kabbalistic meditations for all the prayers, etc. Rabbeinu rebuked him firmly. And he told him, do not engage in this anymore. Do not pray with meditations. With Kabbalistic meditations. Just put intention and constantly put your mind and in, in meaning what? Put all your concentration onto the, into the, um, the explanation of the words, into the definition of the words in its simplicity. 
Just pray with the words when it says, Establish for us, establish before us, um, our king, a good advice before you. Meaning, don't, don't think about the Kavanah, the Kabbalistic meditations. Actually, put all your mind and all your heart into the actual meaning of the words. So look what Rabbeinu is saying. Rabbeinu goes further. Even though this man was studying the writings of the Arizal upon Rabbeinu's command, Rabbeinu told him to study the writings of the Yari. Nonetheless, Rabbeinu did not want him to pray with Kavanot at all. Rabbeinu told him, one who's not fitting to pray with Kavanot, when he does pray with Kavanot, when he does pray with Kabbalistic meditations, he's like a sorcerer. A black magician. Because about sorcery it says, You shall not learn to do. It says in Dvarim chapter 18, Do not learn to do it. Um, Look in the Gemara Rosh Hashanah, Gemara Sanhedrin as well. Do not learn it in order to do it. But you can learn it, you can learn it in order to Understand it and to teach it. But it doesn't mean you you can you cannot do it, you cannot practice it. The same is true with regard to Kavanot. As if to say, the only reason why we need to study them is in order to understand them. To understand them and to issue rulings. But not to practice them. That means to intentionalize them and to Manifest them during the prayer. To do the Kavanah during prayer for one who's not fitting. The essence of prayer is attaching yourself to God. And it would be better to pray in the native tongue that you're praying. Because when you pray in the tongue that you're used to, that you speak in, that means what? The, why? Because when you pray in the tongue that you're used to speaking in, let's say for me it's English, right? For others it's French, whatever it is. Then the heart is closer and it's more attached to the words of prayer. And you're able to attach yourself closer to Hashem. The great assembly, they already established for us the prayers. Because it's brought down, it's also brought down in the Rabbah. Hilchot Tfilah. Perek Aleph, Halachot, Gimel and Dalit over there. It says over the what? Why did the Chachamim establish uh, the prayer Shacharit bin Chavit and all the prayers in the, in the prayer books in the specific language that they wrote it in? Because not every person is able to organize and set for himself prayers on his own. You need to do it bodedut. <laughs> As it brought down. Okay, therefore, therefore we're, we're obligated to pray in the holy language, which the Chachamim established for us. But the main thing, the primary primary way of prayer, Rabbeinu saying the highest way, <laughs> the Ikar, the main thing of prayer, the main attachment to Hashem during the Tefillah is what? To meditate on the actual meaning of the words in its simplicity. This is the essence of prayer. When you pray to Hashem over every single thing, and through this you're able to draw close and to cleave yourself to Hashem. Behold, one who speaks in the holy language 
constantly, Kegon Yerushalmi. For example, the, the language of the Yerushalmi. One does not need to intentionalize in his mind the explanation of the word. All he needs to do is to lean his ear, to pay attention, to incline his ear towards what he's saying, meaning, just open up your ears. This will be his essential meditation during his prayer. And by the true tzaddikim who are awesome in spiritual level, look what Rabbeinu says, and this is the key. It's lam, by them, all the kavanot that the Arizal mentions in all the books, and perush aminot. It's actually an explanation of the words. In the explanation of the words that they have, of the, of the, of the, in the words of prayer, that just a simple explanation of the words encompasses all the main intentions of the Arizal, the Kabbalistic meditation of the Arizal that he brought down. So the Chachamim, when they study the Arizal, they understand that within the simple meaning of the words, they see all the Kabanot hidden there. So they're doing the Kabanot, but it's through the simple meaning. So Rabbeinu is telling us, the main thing is the simple meaning of the words because it encompasses everything else. So God willing, may we pray with simplicity to follow Rabbeinu's advice with this. And Bezrat Hashem, uh, God willing, next podcast, we will finish um, all the way up until Lesson 125 of Likutah Moran and finish the entire book of the second volume of Likutah Moran. Bezrat Hashem.